Hello, everyone, and welcome to Meow Mix, the Carolina Panthers podcast. My name is Steven. My name is Jerry. And today is all about free agency. Uh, yesterday, Wednesday, was the official start of free agency, and we, the Panthers, made some moves, Jerry. Made a yes. lot of moves. Ma- made a lot of moves. Some good. Some, some good. Some I don't think are very good. <laughs> and some... But we'll see. Some sad. You know, some, some guys that unfortunately had to leave the team that we really like. Uh, but we'll get into those a little later. Let's start with the positive. Let's start with some of the signings that we're really excited about. Yeah, starting off, outside linebacker Hassan Reddick was signed to a one-year, $8 million deal. Uh, he was drafted 13th overall in 2017 by Arizona Cardinals. Surprise, surprise, he went to Temple. What? <laughs> <laughs> I love this signing. Yeah. Uh, this is I a good think, one. I think pairing him with Brian Burns is going to be a very, very good idea. Uh, they play very similar roles as kind of that tweener linebacker defensive end. Uh, Reddick had a very slow start to his career. Uh, the first three mm-hmm. seasons, he only racked up seven and a half sacks. But last year, 12 and a half. Six forced fumbles. I mean, that's that's beastly. Yeah, it's really good. Um, here's what I like the most about this deal mm-hmm. is it's cheap. And yeah. if you get that kind of production, or even 75% of that production from him next year, it's a bargain. Um, my concerns with Reddick are, yeah, he had 12 and a half sacks last year, but five of those came in one game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it w- and, and if you look at the rest of his career, you know, seven total sacks for the first three years of his career. So, was he a one-hit wonder? Honestly, it doesn't matter because this is a great deal for the Panthers. This is a, mm-hmm. a team-friendly deal. You're getting him with an offensive or a defensive line that's got a lot of talent. He's got a lot of talent around him at linebacker now. We'll get to that in a few minutes. Um, I, I think he's coming into a position where if he has the will, because he has the talent, if he has the will, then he will succeed. Yeah. And again, I think... One year, $8 million. That's nothing. If he doesn't pan out, he doesn't pan out. We get to yeah. move on. And and it's only $6 million guaranteed. So he has it, to hit some incentives to get the full eight. Okay, I didn't know that they came out with the guaranteed. When the la- when I yeah. did this, they didn't have the guaranteed yeah. yet. Um, absolutely. This, this is the type of setting I, w- I really like. You know, it's kind of a prove-it deal for Redick. You know, but he has splash potential. He could come mm-hmm. out and have an R12 sack season Pair him with Brian Burns, who could have a 12-sack season. You know, look, all of a sudden, our defensive line is scary. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is it's it's a great deal for the Panthers, and he's, he's still young. So mm-hmm. if he does hit, and that cap goes up next year, and we've seen the numbers for the cap for the Panthers next year, looks pretty good. Um, yeah. Yeah, you could sign him to a longer-term deal. So I, I like it in all ways. There's no downside to this deal for me at all. All right. Now, we're going to give each one of these signings a grade. What would you grade this one? This is an A for me. Just a solid A. Uh, I mean, like I said, there's no downside to it. The potential is through the roof, and it's an inexpensive deal. So I I don't see how you could give anything less than an A. Yeah, I give it an A, too. 
Now, if we signed him for like four years, then that would have been a different type yeah. of grade because there is risk with him. But right. I think this is a perfect deal for him and for the Panthers organization. Yep. Yep. Hundred percent. Moving on. Now, the first day of tampering had two signings. The first <laughs> one, well, it wasn't the first one, but one of them, the offensive tackle Cameron Irving, signed a two-year, $10 million contract with $8 million guaranteed. He was originally drafted in the first round by the Cleveland Browns in 2015. Uh, he then went to Kansas City and Dallas last year, kind of playing that guard, left tackle, kind of multiple positions. I don't know if I really like this one. I, I feel like that's a lot of guaranteed money in a two-year deal for someone who, eh, maybe a backup. I mean, just doesn't really seem all that great. Yeah. I, I, again, to me, it's not a lot of money. I mean, it's less than $5 million a year guaranteed. Um, so, and we do need offensive line depth. So it's not that bad of a deal to me. I'm not excited about the player mm-hmm. uh, exactly. But he is a former first-round pick, and he's got experience. He's a veteran. So bringing him in to compete at a position of desperate need for the Panthers, left tackle, I'm not exactly excited about bringing in somebody that you know has a a grade in the fifties on PFF to start at left tackle, but his pass blocking grade was okay. And you know, we need depth at that position. So I don't hate this one. I don't love it. I don't hate it. I I don't hate it either. Just because of those reasons that you say, I think the, I think the thing that really irked me about this one, this is the first day of tampering. This is a guy you can grab a week after free agency (laughs) starts and probably get him cheaper. In my opinion, I, I just maybe I feel like they jumped the gun I need to, on some backup quality players on the first day of tampering. Well, they were never going to be able to spend a lot of money on guys this year, I, so I, I, I don't know who you would have wanted them to go after instead. I mean, we saw Trent Williams got a hundred and forty million dollars almost, you know, so we weren't going to get that kind of player. But I'm just kind of scrolling real quick here through. I mean, Riley Reef the, is out there. I mean. Yeah, there's some good. Russell Kung's still out there. Um, There's some guys still out there, but those guys are all expensive. Exactly, and and what Scott Fitterer said before the tampering procedure started was, "Hey guys, we're not going to do anything the first few days. Mm -hmm. We're going to let the high price guys go, and then we'll try to work on some lower guys." Instead, they just jumped out (laughs) after the lower guys and paid them what seems to me. Like an exorbitant amount of money for what they are. I know eight million is not a lot, but in in grand scheme of things of NFL franchise, if I had eight million dollars, I'd be cutting backflips out there. Scrolling through the list here of guys that are still available, and I found Riley Reef, and he's projected for three years, thirty five million dollars, twenty five million guaranteed. I mean, that was never going to be somebody the Panthers were going to be able to afford this year, right? If they're, yeah. if they're, and we'll talk about it a little later, if they're holding out for Deshaun Watson, which it seems yes. that they're sort of handcuffing themselves right now for Deshaun Watson. So they're not going to be able to sign these these guys that are going to cost $10 million a year. They're just not going to do it. 
No, and you're right. So these it, are the just, guys that you're left with. <laughs> but I don't I don't know why they jumped so early on him. I mean, do you think Cameron Irving is better than the other left tackle guard type of position? No, of course not. So of that's course why not, I just but, don't understand them jumping out to grab him. It doesn't seem Well, here's what, here's what we've been talking about with our draft profiles. And and here's what you one one thing that you repeat over and over is if the front office feels a certain way about a player and they want to pass him up or take him, then you're comfortable with that, right? So why is it mm-hmm. different in free agency if they want to spend $5 million a year, which is probably really only a one-year deal, right, that can be voided after the second year or after the first year? Why is that different than feeling like you put their trust in them for the draft? I, I, you're right. I, I completely see where you're coming from, but this is a two-year mm-hmm. deal. Uh, the second year is six million dollars on the cap, so he's he's here next year. Mm-hmm. All right. So, what would you give this offensive tackle, Cameron Irving, grade? I mean, I'm gonna give it like a C, C minus, something like that. I mean, it's again, I don't hate it. I'm not excited about it. I think it's I'm not going a lot deep. of money. But... I'm going D plus because of the simple fact that. I feel like they didn't need to jump up and grab him so quickly. I, I can understand that. But if he's better than average, then it's a great deal. Absolutely. It's a, it's a steal at the at the cost. So we'll we'll, but, we'll we'll see. Yeah. I mean, I did, at the time I wasn't thrilled about Zach Kerr and now I'm upset that we got rid of him. So <laughs> Right. <laughs> <laughs> Things change. We're fans. We're not, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, they signed another person on the limited tampering period the first day. This was actually the first one that was released. Guard Pat Elfine signed a three-year, $13.5 million with $6 million guaranteed. Uh, He was a third-round pick by the Minnesota Vikings, was released in 2020, and picked up off waivers by the New York Jets, who played last year. And some reason the Panthers signed him to this deal. Um, this is one I'm just flabbergasted with. Uh, this one on paper on paper looks worse. Absolutely, it's less money. It's less money per year, but the player seems worse. <laughs> Absolutely worse. Um, just going off his pressure rate. By season was 2017 was four and a half percent of his snaps. He gave up pressure. 2018, mm-hmm. 6.2. 2019, 7.2. 2020, 10%. That means for every 10 downs he played, he gave up one pressure to the opposing oh. player. That's some quick math there, Jerry. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's not the trend that you want to see, right? That's that's going backwards, it seems like. Um uh, you know, again, this this could be a guy that benefits from a change of scenery. Comes in with a new coaching staff, and and but things, he had that last year too. You know, turn around for him. But um, yeah, I mean, I completely agree with you when you say why are these the two guys that the Panthers signed first? Um, because mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, they're not exciting. You know, the are these going to be the next? to hear whiteheads for this team. Absolutely. That, that's what I'm thinking. I think 
Cameron Irving, I have a little bit more. I like him more than I do Elfine. Elfine just seems. I just, I don't get why we signed him first. This is a guy you sign late in the free agency to bring him, bring him in, low cost. See if he has anything left. See if he can actually do anything. I mean, he, I read somewhere he has one of the worst PFF pass blocking of all time in a season. Yeah. I mean, that's... Yeah. You're a guard, too. You're not a tackle going against, like, the premier guys. Yeah. I mean, again, it's like, it's like a little over $4 million a year. So, not paying a lot of money for him, but... He's just that not a good player, so I don't really know why you would. And and I, and I like I'm kind of laughing at your your main concern is or your main detraction with these signings is that they happen so early, right? Like they these are the guys. So early. And these are the guys that they, they were targeting. <laughs> like why are these the guys that they were targeting? Exactly. <laughs> and I also don't like three years, thirteen and a half million for this guy who has done nothing really in his career and has. Well, how, do you know worse. how it? Do you know how the how it breaks down? Have you looked at the actual contract? Because I'm I, just curious if it's like, you know, after the first year he can be cut with like three million dead cap or something. I mean, I, I'm curious as to what what the final numbers are going to look like, and maybe they're not available yet. Yeah. I, but either way, I mean, that's more dead cap. I I don't know what this organization has decided to do with dead cap, but they absolutely love it. Well, a lot of that was Herney. So we, we don't know about fitter or what, what that's going to look like yet. But uh, what do you got on a grade on this one? I'm going to guess that you're you're pretty low. I am actually giving this one an F. Yeah. I, if you signed him A later or just if you signed him to a one-year like veteran minimum or a little above that, I'm fine with this pick or this signing. But 13 and a half over three years, that's $4 million a year, yeah. 14 and a half. I don't yeah. know if he's worth that. I'm I'm gonna go. I'm just gonna go C minus again because, again, it's a, not a lot of money. It's a position of need. It, you know, it, it's just I'm not gonna kill them for going after somebody if they've done the research and this is the guy they like. Then maybe he's been miscast or not given the right opportunities. Been shuffled around offensive line. I don't know what his past is, unfortunately. So um, I'm not going to give any any Fs here uh, for free agency when it's such a, a short deal that is relatively inexpensive. Um, so, yeah, I'll give a C-. minus. Again, I'm not excited about it. This is not a player that I uh, – if, if I was looking at a list of players and I saw this these stats that you rolled out, it's not a person I would even want on the team. At any cost. Yeah. Uh, so, but again, uh, I'm going to defer to Fitterer and Rule and figure that they know what they're doing. So, but let's get to some guys that we are excited about, Jerry. Yes. Interior linebacker Denzel Perryman signed a two year deal. Uh, details aren't out yet as far as how much money, but looking at the rest of these deals, I'm going to assume it's not a lot of money. Uh, but this is a guy that, when healthy, is awesome. Um, I, I watched yep. some of his highlights last night, and he's fast. He is smart. He's you know that typical side sideline to sideline linebacker that you love to see. Um, he just 
hasn't played 16 games in a season yet. <laughs> so the last couple of years, he's played 14 and 13. So that's manageable, right? You'd like to see more. But, you know, if you're getting 13 games out of a player, that's kind of typical, you know, these these days. So uh, doesn't put up a ton of tackle numbers. You know, I think his high was 73. That was his very first year. But, again, he, he had 51 in nine games in 2018. So that, you know, that's on pace for close to 100 tackles. Um, but he's just a really smart player, and he he makes a lot of things happen. So I'm very excited about this one. He's a massive upgrade over to here, Whitehead. Absolutely. This is put, he is a great run stuffing linebacker which tahir whitehead was supposed to be but obviously was not our run defense was pretty putrid because of the linebacking core last year Shaq is more of a you know pass defensive coverage guy and jeremy chin was you know he was in the backfield same thing pass coverage Mm -hmm. i really love this signing uh like you said fingers crossed he stays healthy that is why he is signed for only a two-year deal, this kind of approve it, stay healthy, make it. But if he is healthy, oh, this guy is going to be a nice add addition to this team. Yeah, I mean, you're putting him with Shaq, who, you know, we saw how good Shaq was with Keekly, you know, mm-hmm. uh, beside him on the linebacker team. Um so having another really talented linebacker alongside him is only going to elevate Shaq. And then you've got Jermaine Carter, who played very well last year. Mm-hmm. That we both liked him a lot towards the end of the season. So, you know, he'll be out there as well. Um, PFF grade is 83.3 overall for him. 86 in run defense, 75 in pass uh, rush and coverage. So it seems like he does everything well, and he's elite run defender. So yeah, I'm I couldn't be more excited about this one. I'm I'm just gonna go ahead. I don't know what the money is, so that gives me a little caution. Um, but I'm just I'm still gonna go A as great on this one because I like the player. I, I 100% agree. <clears throat> and two year deal. Uh, like you said, we don't know the money yet, but I'm assuming as long as it's not astronomical, A. Uh, like yeah. you said. This is the type of player you want to bring onto your team if he can stay healthy to your deals. It's not long term. I love this signing. Yeah. Hey. All right. Let's move on to the last signing that we have so far. Uh, mm-hmm. And this one happened later yesterday. This is defensive end Morgan Fox signed a two year deal, $7 million guaranteed, a uh, total of about $8 million. Uh, this guy came to the NFL as an undrafted free agent. Uh, been with the Rams for the last four years and solid player again this is a, a deal that is not expensive um, had six sacks last year so only four and a half for his entire career before that um, but I like this I like this one yeah I do too um, good, at first depth, I kind of was right he's good depth yeah, he's good depth. At first, I was kind of eh, lackluster about it, but the more, more I looked at him, uh, coming undrafted in 2016, every year he improved. I think mm-hmm. in last year he had six sacks, one forced fumble. Mm-hmm. I like it. Uh, two years, 8.1, you know, $7 million guarantee. That They're loving to throw those guarantees out, but I think this is good depth, and it's mm-hmm. a guy who's on the rise. He's still under 30 years old, you know, undrafted, so he's getting work now. Yeah. 
And and I don't I don't so much mind the guarantee. I'm sure there's a cap reason that they're doing that. They're, you know, signing bonuses and all this crap. But um, yeah, I, I'm I'm excited about it. You know, it's not a Perryman level or a Hassan Reddick level excitement for me. But this is just adding depth. It's funny to me that the best signings so far have been on the defense. And then last year in the draft, it was all defense. I mean, there's obviously, you know, they are extremely concerned about this defense <laughs> as a coaching staff. Uh, so they're putting a lot of resources into rebuilding this defense. And uh, I hope it all works out because, uh, you know, on paper, it, we're young and talented. So. Mm-hmm. I, towards the end of the last year, you could tell that the defense was starting to take shape a little bit more, mm-hmm. and hopefully that'll continue. You know, these signings are kind of adding pieces, you know, that can grow with the team. So I, I like the way they're kind of molding the defense. Yeah, fingers crossed. And again, on the you know, right? The offense. <laughs> we'll talk about the offense here in a minute, but um, again, you know, last year being such a strange year with a new coaching staff, no offseason program a bunch of rookies, and we did see improvement throughout the year, which is what you and I had said we really wanted to see. That was all we really cared about was to see improvement. Uh, we saw that, and now we're seeing them add add more talent to that defense and really haven't lost anybody uh, of ma- major significance. We'll talk about one or a couple that we have lost, but in terms of like our star players, we haven't lost any on the defense. So yet you know again <laughs> we'll see what happens with the with the rest of the free agency here but um yeah uh grade wise you know i'll give this one a like a b ah you know yeah not, not super same for you yep i think he's good depth yeah. um two years let him continue to grow see if he can become something especially rotationally with you know etor and mm-hmm. the rest of those defensive lineman i am kind of curious if we're going to play a little bit more three four with these type of you know hassan reddick brian burns Derek brown and morgan fox kind of keep them fresh because there's also a, someone else being let go recently which brings us up to mm-hmm. the panthers release defensive tackles at kerr freeing up 1.3 million dollars in salary cap yeah, I don't get that. Uh, it's so little money to actually be be getting back for a player that started a lot of games last year and played well. Uh, yeah. At a position now that you don't really have anybody other than Derek Brown. So I don't, you know, because we also let go KK. So what what's their plan here? And maybe it is just running a 3-4 where you only need one nose tackle. And Bravian Roy is out there too on our this yeah, team. He's kind of him. a big type of nose tackle that maybe that's what their thought is. I mean, you know the fact that Matt Rule knows him and loves him. Yeah. So maybe he thinks, okay, he could be a three four technique defensive tackle and Derek Brown can switch out to like defensive end when we go into that status. I mean, this is all, you know, my guessing, but mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't. It's it's an odd one to me. And and looking at his pro football reference, he played 13 games last year. He only started four games, so he started less games than I remember. Um, but I do know that when he was in there, he played well, mm-hmm. and didn't he had a couple of sacks. Didn't have any concerns when he was in there. So, 
Yeah. I, you felt like the run defense was better. Like, just yeah. overall, that line operated better when he was in there. Yeah. We're not grading these, but if we were going to grade these, I would give this release an F. <laughs> because oh, yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. And I don't like this next one either, Jerry. Uh, Panthers decide not to tender F.A. Obata, making him an unrestricted free agent. They could have given him the lowest tender, which would have been about $2.1 million for the year. Yeah. Uh, and they chose not to do it. Now, is F.A. worth, uh, what, half of what Morgan Fox is worth? I think so, at Absolutely. Least. So I don't really understand that one either. Uh, would you have rather signed F.A. to that Morgan Fox deal rather yes. than Morgan Fox? Yeah, yes. me too. I, I don't. I just don't understand that one. Because... Yeah, F.A. looked good in defensive tackle and defensive end. Like, he was a pass-rushing mm-hmm. defensive tackle last year, and he looked good in it. Yeah. You know, he, he was getting familiar. This organization just doesn't seem, or Matt Rule and this new organization does not seem to value F.A. Obata at all. They released <laughs> him last year before the season start. Then they sign him back. I mean, that was the plan, they say, but it just seems kind of sketchy. You know, he... He was second in the team with sacks, and mm-hmm. then they just let him walk. And you could have kept him for two point one million while you're giving, you know, someone who has the worst PFF pass blocking <laughs> grade of all time six million dollars. I mean, it's yeah. Um, and, and the Panthers do say that they would like to bring FA back just at a, a more reasonable price, I guess. Um, so FA obviously values himself more than whatever the Panthers have offered so far, which is his right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I wish the best for F.A. I hope that maybe he doesn't find what he's looking for and he's able to, to come back here and the Panthers yeah. are, you know, able to keep him. But uh, if he does go somewhere, and I would bet you that the Washington football team is making inquiries. Oh, I'm sure of it. I mean, he had five and a half sacks last year. He's going to find a team. Yeah. Yeah, he will. Uh and this next guy has already found a team, Jerry. Uh, Panther flags fly at half mass, at least <laughs> at my house. Panthers' former wide receiver, Curtis Samuel, signed a three-year, $34.5 million contract with, guess who, guess who, Washington mm. football team, pairing him back with Ron Rivera and the coaching staff who could not use him correctly. Yeah. Hopefully they got some tips watching the Panthers this year because Matt Rule and uh fuck who's the offensive Turner, coordinator Scott Turner no who's the Panthers offensive coordinator oh Joe Brady. Joe Brady uh Matt Rule and Joe Brady were able to figure out how to use Curtis Samuel effectively mm-hmm. and every time he was on the field something positive was happening so I really hope that Turner and Rivera took notes and that I, I mean I'm rooting for Curtis Samuel I'm not rooting for the Washington football team but I am rooting for Curtis Samuel and I'm rooting for Ron Rivera too I mean so maybe I sort of am rooting for the Washington football team but I guess out of the NFC East they would be the ones that I would <laughs> would be okay with doing well yeah I three years 34 and a half million is a little bit more than I would want to pay for Curtis Samuel as he was that slot slash tight end type of player here in Carolina. Mm-hmm. That being said, 
you know, if they get a quarterback, he could be a boom guy with Terry McLaurin on the other side. That's the thing. Like, they've got a pretty good pairing at wide receiver there. And uh, I think they were college – were they college teammates also? Yep. Same yeah. class they came in together. Yeah. So, that's, you know, that's that's pretty good. And they're going to be fun to watch. They've got uh, Fitzpatrick now at quarterback there, mm-hmm. assuming they don't – you know, either draft or trade for one. Um, so we know Fitzpatrick likes to air it out. Uh, there could be some exciting plays to watch come Sundays on uh, on Washington's team. Yep. Now, free agency isn't over. The Panthers have quite a few holes to continue to fill. Defensive mm-hmm. tackle, wide receiver, slot wide receiver, uh, cornerback. So, because not mm-hmm. everything can be dealt with with the draft. Especially if we deal the number eighth overall pick pick for Deshaun Watson. Did I say Watson? I think I did. After Deshaun our watching. break, we <laughs> <laughs> after the break we'll come back with Deshaun Watch. This episode is presented by Away Travel. Quite simply, Away makes everything you need for a trip away. Away started with the perfect suitcase and then built from there, creating a range of travel standards developed from the travel stories of friends and seatmates. The pieces aren't smart, they're thoughtful, with features that solve real travel problems. To give the whole world access to better travel standards, Away took the direct-to-consumer approach to lower prices and the quality is guaranteed. Your Away suitcase will be with you for life. We're teaming up with Away and Podgo to give you the best deal on premium luggage by going to podgo.co slash away. That's podgo.co slash away. Away travel, here to make your journey seamless. And we are back. All right, it's time to talk Deshaun Watson. We've talked Deshaun Watson on this podcast many times. Uh, obviously, as everyone knows, the Panthers are hot and heavy about Deshaun Watson. They want Deshaun Watson more than anything. <laughs> David Tepper <laughs> dreams about Deshaun Watson at night. Um, and it seems like, according to John McClain, who's a, a reporter that's covered the Houston Texans for many years, uh, he believes that the team is is preparing to trade Deshaun Watson, that they are resigned to the fact that Watson is not going to play for them this year. Um, add to the fact that the Texans, one of their moves in free agency was to sign Tyrod Taylor to a mm-hmm. one-year deal worth up to $12 million. And that's a lot of money to pay a potential backup. So seems like they're at least hedging their bets, uh, and they're not quite as staunchly saying that they will not trade Deshaun Watson. In fact, this reporter says that it's been over a month since they've said that unequivocally they will not trade Deshaun Watson. So, uh, interesting things seem to be moving. Uh, The Panthers have obviously done a lot of deals so far that have not completely overwhelmed the cap. They're, they seem to be leaving a lot of money open, just in case. Mm-hmm. So uh, this uh, you had mentioned, Jerry, that there was another report that may be also favorable to Carolina. Yeah. The Athletics' Michael Lombardi reported that rumors are saying Deshaun Watson 
no longer wants to play in New York and Miami. And remember, about a month ago, it came out that he said he wanted to play at New York, Miami, or Carolina. Uh Those were the three teams that he would be willing to be traded to because he has a no-trade clause in his contract. So he kind of gets to dictate where he goes to. So that leaves Carolina all by themselves. Now, granted, San Francisco 49ers and Denver Broncos have also kind of came out as being interested. Yeah. So, uh, And we haven't heard anything from Deshaun Watson's camp or, or these sources saying that he wants to play for either of those teams. Uh, I would imagine San Francisco would probably be pretty appealing. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if he's saying Carolina, New York, or Miami, and then now he's saying not New York, not Miami, well, that only leaves Carolina. So uh, it would be nice if Deshaun Watson just decided he wanted to come here. That would probably kill any leverage that the Texans had, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of shopping him around. If he's only going to waive his trade clause to come here, then that would be good for Carolina. That would that would mean we would have to pay a little bit less. Um, but it's not all roses for Deshaun Watson these days, Jerry. No, not at all. Um, there have been two filed civil lawsuits against Deshaun Watson for sexual assault. And the lawyer that filed the first two has said, overall, there's going to be six civil lawsuits filed against him. These aren't criminal. But let's right. be clear. There's no risk of him going to jail or anything else. We don't know why, or at least right now, we don't know why there's no criminal cases, If there's, but there are six civil cases. Yeah, and I, and actually, as of about 30 minutes ago, it looks like a third lawsuit has officially been filed. So three of the six, I guess, have now officially been filed. Um, and again, these, these are civil. Uh, it sounds like, from what Sean Watson is saying, uh, and you can read the quote here in a minute, but that uh, they were trying to get a settlement out of him before even filing these lawsuits, which is not uncommon, right, in this type of, mm-hmm. of civil litigation um but yeah i mean uh, one is one thing two is something else six is something completely yeah. different so uh you wonder if these civil proceedings if if the police will end up getting involved at some point and and investigate these things uh, or if any of these women you know if the civil lawsuits don't go their way do decide to file criminal charges i don't know what the statute of limitations is when these things happen it looks like one of them might have been in december of 2020 so certainly that one would still be eligible for a criminal procedure um but yeah not not a good look right now for deshaun watson no not at all and, and there's if you want to read more about the lawsuits themselves you know mm-hmm. what is alleged they are public filings uh one i know was a masseuse um uh, not going to get into the very descriptive nature um at this point, for the Panthers, if you're trading for Deshaun Watson, you have to investigate this thoroughly. Mm-hmm. Um, for sure. You can't make snap judgments saying one way, one side is lying and the other is not. You have to do your due diligence, get all the facts, because no matter what, the NFL can, even if it comes out not true, they can go ahead and suspend him for conduct detrimental to the NFL. Yep. I was just going to say that it doesn't matter if he's convicted of anything or not. Uh, if the NFL decides that, you know, what that if they decide that he's guilty or even if they decide that he's 
potentially guilty, <laughs> you know, uh, mm-hmm. and, and that having him on the field is going to be a, a real negative distraction for the NFL, then they will suspend him. They could put him on the commissioner's exempt list. They could do all kinds of things uh, that would make him ineligible to play. So agreed, 100%, the, you know, before the Panthers do anything that they need to make sure that this is not going to cost Deshaun Watson any games. Mm-hmm. Now the question is, uh, Deshaun, we'll go ahead and read Deshaun's response to this. He says, as a result of social media posts by a publicity-seeking plaintiff's lawyer, I recently became aware of a lawsuit that has apparently been filed against me. And this, is, this was only when there was one <clears throat> that we knew of. Uh, I have not yet seen the complaint, but I know this. I have never treated any woman with anything other than the utmost respect. The plaintiff's lawyer claimed that this isn't about money, but before filing suit, he made a baseless six-figure settlement demand, which I quickly rejected. Unlike him, this isn't about money for me. It's about clearing my name, and I look forward to doing that. So, innocent until proven guilty mm-hmm. is the way that, that we should be looking at this. Um, but if I was Deshaun Watson, you know, uh, I would really hope that this gets cleared up quickly. Absolutely. I. I mean, it, it's hard because you don't want to assume one way or another on this type of situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but <clears throat> Watson's quick response is kind of... I mean, it, it's what I would do if someone alleged I did that. Is that sure. I would quickly, hey, yeah. no, no, and this is, you know. And I, like we said, we have to let the investigation and the lawsuits file out and let them kind of make the decisions as we we're not there we don't know right i mean all of these these all these lawsuits could be thrown out of court without even any sort of trial or anything and Mm -hmm. then it then it just kind of goes away if they they are as baseless as deshaun watson says they are then you know who knows what could happen but uh but yeah it's definitely something and again the only reason we're talking about this is because of the connection of deshaun watson to carolina and the fact that every single fan in Carolina wants Deshaun Watson here. So it's worth talking about, but we're not going to spend any more time on it. Um, other than to say, I still hope that the Panthers trade for Deshaun Watson. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now, moving on, before we sign off, I have a new segment for the offseason. It's called Name That Player. I'm going to give Steven a hint here. Um, of this player could it be current or former, and he gets to guess. He gets one extra hint if he needs it. So it's a Panthers player, right? A Panthers player. Okay. Okay. At one point in their career or currently. Okay. Now this player's wife starred as Officer Judy Hoff on Twenty One Jump Street. Huh. So, uh, wait, the movie or the TV show? Well, that's kind of cheating, but it was the TV <laughs> show. Okay, well, you know, it makes it makes me uh it gives me a time frame at least. Um Judy Hoff. And Judy oh. Hoff was not a one-off character. She was a reoccurring. I'm actually giving you way more f- guessing power. I, well, I've never seen Twenty One Drum Street, so that doesn't really uh, the, the TV show at least. So that doesn't really help me. Um, but let's see. His wife, you said. 
Rodney Pete. Ding, 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 ding. You are correct. All right. <laughs> I just, I know his wife is uh, an actress. Uh, and I've tried to make yeah. it not so hard. I, yeah, again, yeah. Rodney Pete's wife is a pretty famous actress. So, yeah. I was trying to think of, like, well, first of all, I was trying to think of, you know, who, who is Judy Huff? Huff. <laughs> And I was like, I don't know who that is, so I'm just gonna take a guess. The only the only Panthers player I know that had a famous wife. So, yeah. All right. Yeah. It's I that, didn't even that's need the of, hint. Yeah. <laughs> the hint was the player was benched in the opening game of 2003 season, oh, which yeah. was against well, Jacksonville, I, I, and led the yeah. way to Jack Delhomme taking over and starting. Well, I definitely would have gotten it at, at that point, but I'm you glad know, I didn't I, need this, the hint. <laughs> the second hint is definitely going to be an easier one to help mail it in. Okay. <laughs> All right. Good one. I like All that. All right. We want to thank everyone for listening. If you like the show, please let your friends know. Please follow us on Twitter at MeowMixPodcast. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at mailbag at MeowMixPodcast.com. And if you leave us a five-star review with a comment on Apple Podcasts, we'll read it on our show. Uh, We'll be back next week. We'll talk about uh, any additional free agent signings or trades that may happen. Um, And if there are anything major that happens in between now and then, we'll definitely come back and and do an emergency pod. But until then, everybody stay safe. Enjoy March Madness. And keep pounding.